Okay, cool. Okay, guys, hello and welcome to the official second episode of the Events Elite podcast. Today, I'm joined by Victoria Post, um, and today we are going to be talking about the topic of steps. But before we get into that, um, Victoria, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast, giving up your time to come on. Um, so if you just want to give the listeners just a little like intro to yourself and um, sort of like your health and fitness journey, what made you become, become like an online coach? Yeah, um, so as you said, my name is Victoria Bose. Um, I was in the bar and restaurant industry for about 18 years, um, went all the way to general manager level and just wasn't happy in my career. Like, I, I love the job, don't get me wrong, it was great, but I just felt like something was missing and I was continually searching, trying to find something. Um, obviously, working in that industry, lots of free food, lots of free drinks, lots of nights out, staff parties. Um, I ended up putting quite a lot of weight on in that time. Um, and then I got to a point where I just had that trigger point where I couldn't shop in normal clothes shops anymore. You know, I was having to go to like special overweight shops, if you like. Um, and that was my trigger point. That was me going, actually, something needs to change. Something needs to happen. And um, rather than me looking for even more shops, I was like, no, because I want to shop in the shops that I was shopping in. Um, so then I decided to go on a weight loss journey didn't know what I was doing um, just luckily um, found calorie counting um, thank God. I didn't do any of the other fad diets. Um, I've done a few previously, crazy ones like Special K diet, if anyone mm-hmm. remembers that. I've done that. Um, my friend was doing paleo. I think I did it for a week. Like I never did Weight Watchers, never did Slimming World, any of that kind of stuff. Um, just like I said, happened to find someone on Instagram or Facebook or something that was doing calorie counting kind of got on board the calorie counting vibe and was like right okay let's do this so I did it myself and lost two stone um in that process and then got myself a personal trainer in the gym I was like spoke to him in like November December I was like right okay January like everyone does let's get started um and with after like two sessions I was like this is what I want to do like and by the February I'd enrolled on a course and by um, June, I was on that course. And then by the 2nd of July, I'd qualified as level two. Um, I did the second part in August, qualified in the September. So literally within six months, just changed my life completely around from what I was doing and what I knew for so long um, into obviously losing weight and then obviously retraining as a personal trainer. Oh, that's that's awesome to hear. And congratulations on the uh, two stone loss as well. But yeah, I can completely relate to the whole fad diets and stuff like that. You're, you're there just, just thinking, why isn't this working? Like I've seen people do it and it's working for them, but it's not working for me. Uh, and then and then also like me, uh, I was I used to work with phones for like two and a half years at O2 retail store. And I know what you mean. Every day I just felt like a robot doing the same thing. And it was all these KPIs to hit and everything like that. And I was there with customers just like in the back of my mind, like I'm bored out of my mind here. And I just didn't care, just didn't care at all about it. And I was like, I don't care if you if you get an iPad or with the phone, which is what yeah. like managers were expecting of me and stuff like that. And when I when I found out really sort of like how corporate companies are run with the way that you could just be replaced the next day. Yeah, yeah, um, I found that a just, lot for sure. Yeah, you exactly. Heart and soul into something. And then someone else would get a promotion above you for absolutely no reason. And, you know, it, this was obviously a pre-pandemic. 
pandemic so people could just go and get another bar job and I worked in Manchester oh. city centre you know so how many bars and restaurants people didn't care whether they did their job to the full potential and as a manager that was really frustrating that I was putting my heart and soul into it and then no one else was really doing that and that was what really frustrated me. Yeah I 100% agree and I remember the moment that it kicked in for me I, when I started at O2 I was only on like an 18-hour contract and uh, I was doing a load of overtime. So I was doing like full-time hours and they worked on like a bonus system. So if you hit your KPIs uh, every three months, you get a bonus. And so I was doing full-time and I started selling contracts. I was like top of my store and I was like, oh, I actually really enjoy this. And then we got to the bonuses and then like all the full-timers who weren't like pulling their weight got the full bonus. And because I was only 18 hours, even though I like carried the store, I only got an 18 hour bonus. I was like, hang on a minute, something's not working. Yeah. Why should I do all the work here? Uh, when I'm not going to get rewarded so from that day I was like well you know what if you're not going to sort of like pay me for all the time and energy I'm putting into this earning you money then why should I bother and that's like the moment it really kicked in and now being like self-employed I can never go back to employed life um, no so, yeah it just <laughs> makes you work harder like, and stuff you know how good you are at working I know how good I am at working and you know how much effort we put into our businesses and things and and I think that's kind of what was like the last thing for me. Like I said, you know, everyone else didn't really care. And same situation as you, you know, I was putting all this effort in, not necessarily getting the bonuses that was deserved. You know, the KPIs were too high or unachievable. Um, and, you know, it wasn't being rewarded for like the hard work and stuff. And, you know, in your own business, you know, getting a client a result, you know, that's a reward. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be monetary reward like that we're looking for but you know a client getting like hitting a milestone or you know getting a revelation or changing the mindset you know that's a kind of KPI I'm kind of going for these days yeah 100% agree and it's like I'm now doing like sort of like 12 hour days but like I don't feel as tired as I was like doing a nine-to-five job that was just like draining me I wasn't fulfilled by now it's just like there's always something going on and as you said like when a client gets a result or they get a new personal best it's like that feels so good for me and you get so bored in these jobs because you're not passionate about them you really don't care they don't interest you anything like that um so I think for you and me um yeah we can definitely relate to that and now in personal training because we've got like a passion like fires ignited um it's it it's great and it's just so nice to be out of that job role because I think like sort of like blueprints like school university go into a job nine to five get promoted work your way up and it's like mm, no 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 people need to ask themselves am I actually happy right now and I think the problem is is like university you you're 18 year old 18 years old even you've got no life experience and they're like right what do you want to do for a living and I was like I don't know and I enjoyed drama at the time so I was like oh, I'll do drama and then like midway through the course I was like no, actually I don't really enjoy this too much I don't really want to do this as a career and seeing how hard it was to be like an actor in like drama schools I went to a fair few like auditions there and it was just like no actually this isn't what I want to do I, I enjoyed it as a hobby yes but for an actual career I was still finding that out and 18 is a very young age yeah. um and yeah I, I went traveling I had two and a half years out best time of my life and fitness has always been a passion deep down when I knew that and I was like well let's try and make a career out of this because if I can help people um sort of the way I wanted to be helped so like we say going back to the fad diets and everything and educating yeah. people to get their results in the shortest time possible then that would make me happy and now it does um so it yeah I, because I was never really into fitness like just not at okay. all like 
in school, like, you know, I did sports day because he made me because I was tall, you know, but other than that, like, I wasn't really like, oh yeah, I love sports. I kind of went to the gym with a friend that I worked with. So I went into bars and restaurants from being like 18. Um, and I had a friend that was like, oh, I'm going to go and join this gym. And at the time, the only gyms around were like 50 pound a month. Um, so I was like, yeah, okay. You know, so at 21, I kind of joined a gym. I knew I didn't really enjoy the cardio equipment. So I just started going on the weight machines, kind of taught myself a little bit. And I was forever like on and off. Different things would take me away from the gym. So like I said, you know, nights out, work and everything. I go, oh, I can't go anymore. Cancel my membership. Um, Pure Gym came along and I was like, oh, great. Mm-hmm. You know, $12.99 a month. Let's go to this one. Went for a bit. And then I was kind of really, really on and off, on and off all the time. And it was only when I started doing my weight loss journey, which was only 2016, um, that I then went, oh, actually, you know, I I did enjoy the gym. Let's go back. And my friend did classes, like, and she's like, oh, I do all these classes. And and I did. But again, I got to the point where I was like, I can't lift heavy enough. Like, you know, you can't put 20 kilos on your back to squat in a studio bar, like, because you can't necessarily lift it up and over your head or I couldn't at the time. Mm. Um, so I was like, well, I need to go into the weight section. So it's only really, so in 2016, like I was 35. So, you know, I've, I've, I've gone all that time without really sport, health and fitness or anything in my life. And then all of a sudden to go, oh, I do remember I enjoyed the weight section. So it was only really like 36, 37 that I went, actually, um, I do enjoy the weights. I do want to do that. I want to lift heavy. And like, I like going in the gym because I like being strong. And especially being in bars and restaurants is very male orientated, manager wise anyway. Bar staff or waitresses, yes, like female. But um, manager wise, it was very male orientated. And obviously like Sellerman and chefs and things. And they're like, oh, I'll lift that for you. I'll move that. And I was like, no, I want to lift this. I want to move this. So even in that job, I wanted to be strong because I kind of, felt I had a point to prove I guess like just because I'm female like don't assume that I can't lift anything so I've always been technically lifting stuff like moving barrels around the cellar carrying cases and things um so yeah so I was always wanting to be strong but didn't know that that was the gym and it was only through the weight loss journey that everything then started to kind of click which, you know, you would say that, oh, well, that's quite late in life, really, you know, to kind of <laughs> change your career and stuff. Um, didn't qualify to being a PT till I was like, well, a week before I was 38. And for context for people uh, listening, um, I'm 42 last week. Um, you know, so I've not been doing this a huge amount of time, but I've found my passion now. And I'm like, right, okay, yeah, this is what I want to do. And, you know, like you say, people stay in jobs just because, of either how long they've been there or whatever and you know I was like no I'm not happy I'm not gonna stay just because I've been in it for 18 years yeah I 100% agree and I I think sometimes people make the mistake uh thinking they're happy in a job when they become good at it and um, they don't want to leave it so all the time they've invested into it um so they're like oh I've been in this job in five years so I can't leave and find another career it's like no if you're waking up drained every day not happy mm-hmm. it's like now is the time to make change um and yeah I don't, don't think there's like any age that again that people will probably put a label on it like oh you've got to have a career by this age you've got to have a house and mortgage yada yada, yada whatever it is but there's, there's never a right time to do something and if you're not happy you need to put that um at the forefront because I think mental health is such a big thing 
nowadays being more spoken about like every single day and it's big and yeah you just need to put that first unfortunately and money really can't buy happiness I've, I've definitely yeah. learned that like you can learn you can earn all the money in the world but if your mental health's not right your happiness isn't right then that isn't really yeah gonna yeah and it's like I speak to clients now and you know they're like oh you know been dead busy at work and this that and the other and I always put the thing to him and say you know can you change your job you know I'm not talking about tomorrow but can you do the same job in a different industry or you know if you're like a secretary you know there's many different places you can be a secretary you know if you're a school teacher you know can you move schools you know I know it's not a straightforward thing I know it's not you can't do it instantly you've got to wait for term time and all this um but you know I always put that to them because I like you say I think a lot of people go oh yeah, married, kids, job, that's it. Like I'm stuck with what I've kind of done and they don't think that there's the opportunity to change. And that's why I kind of share like how long, you know, I was working in basketball because, you know, people think, oh no, you've done it for so long, you know, that's just what you're going to do. And like I said, it wasn't that I fell out of love with it. It's just that people weren't passionate about it as I was. Mm -hmm. And I found that actually fitness was more my passion and I didn't even know that I didn't even know that till like 36 37 like I just didn't know and like I said I wasn't into the gym I wasn't into health and fitness before that wasn't eating good food in fact I was eating rubbish you know takeaways like drinking all the time um so you know there's no time limit on when you can change your you know uh, anything really yeah, 100% agree. I, I think we could talk about this all day, um, but I, I think we should get into today's topic um, of steps, which is obviously a uh, big thing when it comes to fitness, yeah. especially uh, sort of like fat and weight loss. Um, having this sort of average that probably most people have heard of is the 10,000 step limit. So um, I, I think we just start with that. Um, do you think yeah. like 10,000 steps is too much for some people or do you think it's like a good all round ballpark figure? With clients, when they kind of come to me, like, you know, they might be like, oh, yeah, I want to hit that number because, like you say, you know, it's thrown around a lot. And I just say, right, start where you are. What are you doing now? If you're only doing 3,000, 10,000 is far away. You know, if you're doing 8,000, then, yeah, 10,000 could be a number to strive for. You could kind of set yourself mini goals. So say you're at 3,000 now, 10,000 could be the ultimate goal, you know, to get to in, say, six months' time. And again, it depends on people's jobs, like what they've got going on at home you know, it might just not be achievable for some people. And it's about habits and routines and building little like things into your day to be able to get to that number, you know, because some people can easily hit it by just the habits and the routines that they're doing. And some people find it really hard to get to 3000. Um, from a health perspective, yes, it would be great if everyone could do 10,000 steps per day. Um, but you know, I know it's not realistic for everyone, especially people with like medical conditions. Um, you know, it could be hard for them as well. You know, it might not be achievable at all. Um, and I think it's like the calorie thing, you know, oh, women should have 2,000, men 2,500. You know, it's just numbers that have been put out there as an average. But again, it doesn't relate to everyone. And it's very subjective and very specific to you and your lifestyle and what you want to achieve. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And I think if people can't like hit the 10,000, they need to start where they are, like you said. So let's, let's use that 3,000 for an example. Then all they need to do the next one to two weeks, just look at maybe trying to aim for 4,000. What habits can you incorporate to hit that 4,000 step target? 
Um, and there's so many ways you can increase your steps because just on a side note, I feel like people have placed this sort of like temple status on the gym for fat loss. But what people aren't realizing is you're there, most people that say on average, three to four times a week, 60 minutes, all right? And yeah. what are you doing for all the other hours you're awake? You can be moving more and you just need to go through your day and look where you can move more. It's simple things like parking in the furthest car park away from the shops, parking maybe further away from work, um, walking up the escalators. Don't just stop, just keep yeah. going. Take the stairs instead of the lift. And when you incorporate all these little things, they all add up to like yield sort of like more of a long-term result. And moving more, um, I think I read it, it was, you've probably heard of Ben Carpenter. I think he said an active person can burn three times the amount of calories than a sedentary person can. Right. And yeah, it's it's just being more active. And I remember when I lived in New Zealand, like I was in a deficit and I had a nine to five office job and you only get certain breaks. And I had like too many 15 minute breaks, but we had a lift up to like the office and it, it just wasn't enough time to get out and get your steps in. Um, so lunch was like 15 minutes, eat my food really fast, get out and try and do a walk as much as I can. Yeah. But then it's like finishing after. It's like when you get home, you're like, oh, I just want to relax. I don't want to go out and do my steps. But I thought of it a different way. I was like, well, I can use this time to it was just before I was becoming a personal trainer. So I was trying to learn as much as I could. So I was like, get an audio book on, get a podcast on or just get your favorite playlist on or something. Yeah. And then going out my step to do my steps didn't feel like such a task because I was actually learning so the steps were sort of like more of a byproduct so I was more killing two birds with one stone there um so if people yeah could do that like you got audio books now you don't have to have a book like you see some people walking with a book right in front of them crashing into other people but now you've got audio books podcasts um so yeah. if, and then this links to what we we're talking about say you're passionate about something listen to a topic about that um listen to this like podcast where you're walking sort of thing yeah. um, and I think if like people like went through their day and saw where they could like be more active I, I think that can make like such a big difference yeah definitely and it's funny the other day um I think the more you do it the more you condition to make better choices and I say that to clients all the time it's not about making the best choice it's just about making better choices like over time I'd press the button for the lift to go down I was on the fourth floor it was taking a while, like I was just being impatient. And I went, oh, the stairs there. So I literally went down four flights of stairs. So anytime now there's an opportunity to go down the stairs rather than, you know, getting in a lift or like say an escalator or whatever, I try and take the stairs and I subconsciously just went, it's taking ages this and just went down the stairs. Didn't even really think about it. It wasn't really a conscious effort. It was just a, oh yeah, let's go down the stairs. Like, oh yeah, getting my steps in. Um, so I kind of do it more and more because I've conditioned myself to try and do it more and more. I wouldn't necessarily walk up four flights just because by the time you get up to the top, you know, you're out of breath and you're like, oh, like, what am I going to do? And like, that might not be ideal for a lot of people. And one of my clients, you know, I said to her, like, take the lift to the office on the way down, always go down the stairs every time down the stairs, because it's obviously it's a lot easier. Um, it's not as taxing. Um, on your heart and your lungs as well obviously going down the stairs whereas you know you don't want to be hot and sweaty when you get into the office so I said to her every time you go in out go down the stairs if you go into the toilet at work you know go to the ones furthest away or on a different floor you know go get up make yourself a drink every hour Um, you know there are little things can you eat your lunch at your desk so that in your lunch hour you can go out for an hour and go for a walk because in in an hour you could probably get six hours and steps in you know that's a good chunk already 
then just the rest of the day you could potentially easily get four thousand in so then you're doing it without thinking about it because you're being smart with your time and obviously utilizing what you've got around you so people go i'm sat down at work all day but do you have to be sat down at work all day um there was another client i had who said her printer wasn't on a desk it was on someone else's desk and um, i said rather than going print 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 and doing 10 things and then going up and getting one print run i said print go get it print go get it print go get it i said because no one's going to know that that's what you're doing i said but you're getting an extra 10 to 15 steps in maybe even more you know every time you go i said and over time that compounds and that's how you're looking for that compound effect over time yeah, I 100% agree with everything you've just said. And I think I read somewhere it takes about 30 days to like ingrain a solid habit. So yeah. like anything, there's going to be teething pains at first, 100%. Yeah. But when you get that habit ingrained, um, yeah, as you said, like you were going up the stairs and you were just thinking about steps and everything. And I love that. And, and going back to the lift thing, it's so funny. I've been there just like waiting, just like in my mind, repeating like, James, you should you should probably just go take the stairs. They're right there. But I was like, no, nah, the lift will be here any minute. Yeah. And then it never comes. And then it like hits the floor and it goes back up. And you're like, oh my God, right, that's it. I'm just, I'm just gonna take the stairs. Um, that's it. And even like just like being more active in the gym, little ways, like say you're doing, I don't know, a bench press and you've got two plates per side on the bench. Just take one back to the furthest place in the gym that you can take it, come back and then take the other one instead of like both at a time or something. And dumbbells, take one dumbbell back at a time. And all these little ways, like park furthest away you can from the gym. Like my my old gym that I used to be in, it was in a Sainsbury's car park. So you had to go through all the car park to um, get to the gym. It's like just park in the furthest car park, um, furthest, sorry, uh, parking space you can um, when you come to the gym. Um, and it, it, it makes all the difference. I remember, again, going back to this New Zealand office job, we had like a fire alarm and there were like 16 flights of stairs. It was ridiculous. And you can't use the lifts when a fire alarm goes off, obviously, for health and safety. Mm, yeah. And I remember coming back in and we always just had to take the stairs. And like one or two flights in, you, you have these people not much older than me who were there just panting and just like, oh, my God, I can't do this. And I was like, are you serious? Yeah. And I remember like when I was in a deficit there as well, I was, I'd take those stairs every single day, like back and forth. I wouldn't take the lift. And OK, it hurt 16 flights. I was yeah. quite out of breath when I got to the top. And everyone couldn't understand why I was doing it. And you, and until like you're sort of like into your fitness and you understand why you're doing it, they just don't understand. They think you're weird and think like, I'll just take the lift. It's just the easy way. But it's like, no, that's why I'm going to get to my goal and you're not going to get there sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's that thinking outside the box all the time. And, you know, we can give everyone loads of ideas of how to get the steps in in different ways. And, you know, I could probably be here all day listing different ways and hows and stuff. But it's about you looking at your life and noticing those opportunities and going, right, okay, is there an opportunity to get more steps in today? You know, can I do something that is going to help towards that? And the more you do it, like I said, the more you become conditioned to taking the better option or the different option or, oh, I'll go take the stairs, I'll take the long way around, I'll do this, I'll do that. Um, when I worked in bars and I knew, obviously, like I was on my weight loss journey and the last one that I worked in before I became a PT, I used to go around and collect glasses. I'm like, no, I'll go collect glasses. I'll go get the stock. I'll fill the fridges because I knew it was just getting my steps in and people were like, oh, what are you doing? And, you know, having something like a Fitbit, an Apple Watch, you know, there's cheap versions these days. 
Um, you can have like little competitions with other people that are on the same watch as you, or there's different apps these days that can combine a few different watches um, that you can, um, you know, again, have little competitions. And I'm quite competitive. So for me, being in a Fitbit challenge when I had a Fitbit was great, you know, doing like Apple Watch don't necessarily do steps, um, but obviously Fitbit did. And, you know, it was good because you're motivated by other people and it's finding out what you're motivated by. And if you are motivated by seeing your friend doing more steps than you, then it's like, oh, I bet I best get a move on, you know, best run around. And, you know, the other day I was like, oh, I've been walking around for ages. So I was like, oh, how many steps have you done? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me, because you see that you've got an Apple Watch on. Well, I've done 12,000, like, oh, I've done 14,000. You know, it becomes this little bit of a competition. So you think then in the back of your mind going, right, they're 2,000 steps ahead of me. What can I do to get 2,000 steps in? So it's about making it creative, making it fun, not making it a chore. Because I think if you think it's a chore, you're not necessarily going to do it or want to do it. And I would never say to clients, eat protein. You've got to eat protein because that's not motivating to anyone. I will tell them the good reasons for eating protein, the downfall of not eating protein. And then they can make that decision in their mind, whether they feel eating more protein is going to be beneficial. And obviously it is, we all know it is. Um, But I think you need to have that kind of understanding of why it's good for you and that enjoyment as well of doing it. Like, cause if I just say, oh, you've got to get 10,000 steps every day to someone and they hate it, how long are they going to keep that up for? They're probably not going to keep it up for very long because they're just being told to do it. They've not got that internal kind of drive to do it. Yeah, yeah, 100% agree with that. And I think as when I started as a coach, it was like, oh, just 10,000. That's all, that's all I've learned sort of thing. Um, so that's all you're going to be doing. But now I do, I do like weekly check-ins and it's like clients aren't hitting it. So then I adopt that, that strategy that I was talking about. So say they're at 6,000. All right, once two weeks, let's try to get 7,000, all right? And it's like one thing I've really helped and hopefully this can help a lot of people is just after you do a weight session and um, just jump on the treadmill for like 15, 20 minutes, all right? Uh, you can put it in incline if you want, just sort of like five kilometers an hour. Um, and then what you do, um, just get your phone or something, put Netflix on um, or whatever you want to watch. And trust me, the time will fly by. We've got these uh, like techno gyms, uh, like treadmills, and they're like touchscreen. Um, so what you can actually do is swipe the screen away and it shows you, uh, it doesn't show you uh, how like long you've been on the treadmill for. Because right. I feel like, I don't know if anyone feels this, but I feel like a treadmill minute is like, it feels like an hour <laughs> if I'm honest. Um and then, yeah, you don't see it. And then you're watching your program. You get so caught up with it. Or again, audiobook, podcast, whatever it is. And then you swipe back. It's like, oh, my cardio is done. And it's just like yeah. that. Um, and your steps are up. Um, and then, like, for me, I, I use my phone there so it doesn't count it. And I feel this is another big problem for people. They're like, oh, but my uh, phone didn't count the steps. And, uh, oh, God, what am I going to do? I was like, no, 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 you don't get it. It still counts. Like, just because your phone didn't count it, you physically did it. And yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, that's okay then. It's funny. <laughs> I used to have clients in the gym and they're like, oh my God, my Fitbit's died. Like, mm, it's not going to yeah. oh, the workout doesn't count then. Does not count. If, you've, if you're not getting to it, it doesn't count. And, and I think it's getting out of that mentality because, like I said, you know, it's nice to have that challenge and, oh, look how many steps I've done. But then people mm. sometimes rely on them too much and go, oh, well, my watch has died, so I'm not going to get my steps in. And it's like, that's not how it works. Like your body, works. your body doesn't like go, oh, well, I'll just uh, sync with that Apple watch and just see like, <laughs> you know, what, what you've done and uh, calculate that for your calories. It doesn't, you know, so 
whether you watch is working, whether you've got your phone on, it doesn't matter. You know, it's about you doing those daily habits and those actions to kind of get where you want to get to. And, you know, like you mentioned in the gym, doing a 10 minute walk before and a 10 minute after, you know, even that is like, you know, plenty enough to kind of get an extra couple of thousand steps in. There was one woman um, in a gym I worked in and she used to just march on the spot between a set. So she'd do a weight training session. Um, so she'd be on like the chest fly or something. And then in a rest period, she'd just be up like marching on the spot. And I spoke to her one day and I said, oh, I love it. Like, you know, you're getting your steps in because I'm massive like with clients and, you know, steps and stuff. And, and she was like, oh yeah, should if I do this in between my session, should I get most of my steps in for the day? Plus I walk to and from the gym. You know, and that's everything that she needs to do done in probably two hours. You know, walking to the gym, doing the session, getting the steps in in between, walking back, two hours of a day, she's done everything. You know, and obviously she was an old, older lady, so maybe she was retired, I don't know. But, you know, it's that mentality of like, I have this opportunity and this time to do something. And um, she also said she'd lost quite a bit of weight doing that as well, you know. So it's um, steps are magical. I say that all the time, they're magical. <laughs> yeah just just relating like as you said like you had a woman in the gym i um coached this uh girl called charlotte i think it was and she was about 21 and she had a kid and so obviously uh, already that's like hard to get your steps in but i was like she was just looking for some advice um and so i was like right i'll set you sort of just like a calorie allowance um for your deficit and then just try and get ten thousand steps a day and she like just fancied it around her whole life like so she went to the supermarket she took her kid with her and everything like that and she was like writing this down on little like uh post-it notes and then she sent me a picture of it and she was hitting numbers like eleven thousand to twenty thousand <laughs> just by making these small little changes yeah. and she lost like a lot of weight through that and i think again going back to that point i made earlier in the podcast saying about People think the gym is this like temple like status for fat loss. It's not. Yeah, you just move not. more and it can incorporate so much. As long as like you've got your energy balance right and stuff like that. Um, because I think people forget that like we are just complementing sort of like the calorie deficit with exercise. So obviously, the more you do, uh, the more you'll get back in return, kind of thing, quite simply. Um, but yeah, just just moving more. As I said, like you're in the gym um for about an hour three to four times a week and just talking about energy expenditure uh, aka how many calories you burn on a day if you go seven times a week you'll burn about 10 percent. but yeah. as says people on average three to four uh, times so that then drops to five percent and whenever i ask people what percentage do you think you burn in the gym they're like oh 70 to 80 percent probably it's like <laughs> no 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 uh and it's like i've never asked anyone that question i might i might do, do that. it start doing it and it blows their mind and i'm like you know you burn about like 70 percent just just through rest and not getting out of bed they're like no i was like well don't stop coming to the gym you, you can't just stay in bed but that's the reason when you're ill you know you're in bed all day but you don't eat and you lose weight you're not doing any exercise are you um but that's the sort of 60 to 70 percent burn at rest sort of thing but anyway um and, I, and I think people need to understand like food is nutrition for the body and how you feel mm -hmm. is governed on what you eat you know so if you eat rubbish you're going to feel rubbish if you eat good you're going to feel good steps yeah. are like that cardiovascular health like like you said you know you had to go up those 16 flights of stairs and people were huffing and puffing you know in an emergency could you run somewhere i mean i'm not a runner at all um but you know could you potentially run for like a couple of minutes to get somewhere or you know could you get yourself out of a situation 
um, you know, that cardiovascular health. And then the gym is so that you can be strong and so that you can survive old age, you know, um, with like muscle wastage and, and bone degeneration. You know, that is what the weight training's for, you know, and I don't think people see it like that. People see it as, oh, you go to the gym to burn calories so that I can eat what I want um, and steps just happen throughout the day, you know, and I think it's reframing people's like mindset to going like, well, food is your fuel and your nutrition. Like that is how you're going to feel depending on what you eat and how your body operates, you know, and, and just kind of speaking to people in a, in an, a different way of like, communicating that to them like say I've, I've never asked anyone how many calories you think they burn in the gym but I might do it from now on <laughs> start start doing it and you've just given me an idea actually to put in like my community client base um having like a step competition um yeah so yeah and then like get a reward going for that so if anyone's listening uh well if my current clients are listening then you know what's coming but if anyone else is listening sort of um yeah start doing that with your friends and stuff and then that links on to like getting a walking buddy, joining a walking community group, anything like that you can do. And then you might make new friends. I don't know, meet the love of your life. You, you just never know like what yeah. the door is going to open from um, all these things. And then just going back to it, like, yeah, people think like these four walls of the gym, you've just got to like use all these cardio machines. They're like magic or something. But what really used to like frustrate me is like summer days outside, people walk to the gym just to walk on a treadmill. I'm yeah. like, just walk past the gym just carry on get the vitamin d it's going to do so much better you know go and visit somewhere like you've never visited before just just go for a walk around that go explore don't just be walking on a treadmill um just because you think that's what you need to do and i completely agree with you this is probably a whole another topic we'll cover in another podcast but like the whole strength benefits and everything people should be getting uh stronger because like movement is key and um, when you can't move when you're older yeah that obviously limits a lot of things um so you want to sort of like offset that as much as you can and that's through strength training and don't get me wrong you need your cardiovascular but everyone's like oh i need cardio i need a cross trainer or a spin bike or whatever it is it's like you no, just heavy enough on weights your heart will be pumping <laughs> yeah have you ever you're tried to do like <laughs> try to do a set of like split squats everyone's like oh no you can't get out of breath or weights right you do like a drop sets on split squats jesus christ or walking lunges i'm yeah. out of breath it's horrible i can barely breathe so if anyone wants to try that feel free i'm out of right breath just it. thinking about it oh i know right it's horrible isn't it yeah. but yeah and and you can make like weight training more like cardiovascular you've got like mm -hmm. sled battle rope stuff like that supersets drop sets where you get no rest in between so the intensity's higher yeah um even though you you go into a lighter weight um so yeah I, I think all the things we've talked about is so many people overlook these things um and it's that classic sort of blueprint that the fitness industry has made these things out to be that you need this fad diet you need cardiovascular and it's like no you can just move more for all the hours you're away sort of thing yeah but, yeah definitely and and like I say you know steps are magical and I think people underutilize them or don't think of them as like you know the kind of reason for weight loss which generally most times yeah yes you've got to have kind of more of a calorie controlled diet but if you change your food not at all like kept your food exactly the same just doubled the amount of steps you would see weight loss because you're moving more you know it's just that's just mm. the way it works you know and I don't think people kind of understand that yes obviously yeah. controlling your food is a big thing and a big part of weight loss and if all you did was control your food and stayed in bed all day you know you would still lose weight but obviously doing steps is so much easier than trying to get yourself to a gym session or trying to do a hit workout 
And the way that I put it to clients is, if you did a HIIT workout for 20 minutes with whoever, like YouTube or in the gym, how long do you take to recover after that? Like you probably have to go home, have a shower, sit down, you're exhausted. You know, you're not going to want to move for the rest of the day. Whereas if you went out for like an hour walk compared to a 20 minute HIIT session, you'll come home, have a tea or coffee, have a biscuit, you're up and you're good to go again. Um, and then obviously you continue moving throughout the rest of the day. Whereas with a HIIT, tra- hit session, you absolutely drain yourself. You don't want to do anything for the rest of the day. And then you cancel out everything that you would have done and all that movement for the sake of burning 150 calories potentially, you know, in, in that 20 minutes. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, so many thoughts are racing from my mind when you're talking about hit and stuff. Um, I feel people need to just go on a bit of a side note. They feel they need to knacker themselves out on every single yeah. workout, but it's like, no, you don't understand if you do that, you're not going to be able to recover. You're going to give yourself so much like doms um, and like you're going to be sore. And then, as you said, if you just walked, you'd be able to train the next day. Yeah. Um, whereas all these people are knackering themselves out thinking they need to do hit workouts because it's the most popular thing. Um, but unfortunately, hits just really easy to sell because like I think I had like it was the best put like everyone's got 20 minutes. Everyone's got a front room, especially in lockdown. And it's just body weight and stuff. But the problem yeah. is, is people's mobility as well. People are sitting at a desk to nine to five for like eight hours. All right. Are like level impact one mm-hmm. uh, shortening hip flexors, like uh, rounding of the shoulders, um, their spines curving, stuff like that. With all these mobility and posture issues, complaining they've got a bad back so they're not sitting at a desk, right? Yeah. And then they're coming into the gym for a hit class, thinking it's the best thing for fat loss, but they're going from impact one to impact like 100. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, what are you doing to your body right now? It's like, you need to be out walking. Less impact, it's free. You don't even need a gym membership. <laughs> you can start yeah. implementing today. And it's so easy to maintain. And I feel a lot of people with classes, they they hate it. They hate it. I I could think of nothing worse than doing a hit workout of this instructor screaming at me, getting out of breath, not enjoying it, thinking, oh, my God, I only get 15 seconds rest. Oh, here we go again. I don't want to do a burpee or whatever it is. But yet they think they need to do it. But this goes and ties back to what we were talking about with not jobs that we enjoy. And it's a form of training people aren't enjoying yeah. But they're not willing to trial other things. They're not willing to trial other jobs. They're not willing to trial another form of training. And like you, I got into weight training. Oh my God, I loved it for progressive overload. Always trying to beat myself, always trying to yeah. get stronger. You get that And again, rest. it's that competition element. You know, you there's never, you're never going to hit the end of the weights. You just never. Whereas like, say like running, you know, you might do a marathon, but you can't just keep doing another marathon and another marathon. Like the, you know, there's going to be a point where you've hit your ceiling of what you can do with like, especially with anything that's like high impact or like hit training, you know, you can only go for so long. Whereas weight training, you're never going to get to a gym that hasn't got enough weight. Like there's always going to be more weight for you to add to the leg press, to the bar, whatever it is. Um, and again, like say it's that competition, seeing what you did last time. And I use an app with my clients so they can say what the previous session was. Um, what the previous weight was the reps was so they can go in and go right okay how do I feel today am I feeling really good if I am right that's what I did last time let's go in and smash it whereas if like oh I'm a bit tired today they go well that's what I did last time I'll just stick with that you know whereas all these people go into the gym and they just don't even know what they're doing and just try and do things and I think that's why people kind of tend to stick to classes because they find the gym and weight training a bit intimidating 
But then again, I worked in a pure gym and I'd see people on like a Tuesday, Wednesday night doing like two or three classes in a row. And I'm like, what are you going to be like and work the next day after doing two or three classes in a row? What are you going to go home and eat? Like, and people mm. never changed size. They were always the same size. I worked there for like two to three years. People never looked any different and they didn't look any different because they weren't controlling the nutrition and they weren't doing any weight training. They were basically doing all this cardio in these classes just to then maintain what they were either doing on the weekend or drinking or whatever it is. I mean, obviously I didn't speak to everyone individually, but these people just never changed. Yeah, I, I've seen them in the gym as well. It's because the key pillars aren't in place because unlike school and university, you, you don't get taught this all right and now as i said with the fitness industry so much is out there and you give someone too many options they don't know what to choose and it's like me and you before we got educated uh we were just doing all these fad diets we didn't know what to do and it's through i just self-educate myself because i said this on my last podcast um the personal training course really doesn't teach you that much and i just went into like academies uh podcasts books and i've still got so much more to learn but I feel I've got the key fundamentals now. And now I know what I'm doing and I start to see results. But as you said, all these people are coming into, oh, the worst one is like abs classes, 30 minutes of abs. Um, and it's like people are doing sit-ups, crunches, and they're just curving their spine endlessly. Yeah. And they're thinking like, oh yeah, I'll lose all this fat. Um, and it's like, they come into the class um, like with fat and they leave it as well. And they're like, why can't I see my abs yet? I've been doing all these crunches and stuff like that. But you don't get it until you understand uh, like energy expenditure, um, like energy balance, like as you said, eating right. Mm. Nothing's going to change. And it, it annoys me like people like invest money into like learning to drive. And it's exactly the same with like personal training. I feel like you should have like a coach who teaches you all the key fun fundamentals three to six months, however long it takes. People learn to drive in different amounts of time. That's fine. Um, but then you're educated for life. And it's like, I remember having so many panic attacks when I learned to drive. There were so many teething pains. It was horrible. But now driving is like second nature for me. I yeah. don't even think about it. And it's like steps as well, going back to that. But like I said, you know, I was waiting for the lift and it took like more than five seconds. Mm. I went down the stairs, just habitually. I just went down the stairs, you yeah. know, and it takes time. People want to kind of come into a weight loss journey and just all of a sudden have all the answers. And it, unfortunately, you know, I'm still learning things, you know, five, six years into my journey, you know, I'm still kind of understanding things and changing what I'm doing. Like, and I say to clients, you know, when we do goal setting, you may set a goal for the next three months, you may set a goal for the next year, but just remember when you get there, there's going to be a new set of goals because then you're a different person. You go, actually, I now want to do this or I now want to get to here. Like my big thing for this year has been um, confidence and getting more confident in one, doing things like this, obviously podcasts, um, kind of putting myself out there a little bit more, you know, I know I'm knowledgeable, so why am I not sharing it? Um, going to events on my own, you know, that's a big thing, like, you know, going to a concert, going to a book tour, um, going on holiday, you know, these are the things and they end up holding you back in the end because we're so fearful of doing mm -hmm. things. So this whole year since January, my goal has been about confidence and pushing myself out my comfort zone. One, for me personally, I'd like to grow as a person, but then two, to kind of help my clients because a lot of people that want to lose weight have probably got less confidence. And that's probably due to either the weight that they are carrying or like you say, you know, they're sticking in the job that they'll, they don't like. They're doing the gym classes because they feel that's what they need to. You know, so getting more confidence in turn is just going to kind of help them as well.
Um, you know, and I didn't think I'd set a goal of confidence, you know, six years ago, I just wanted to lose weight. Whereas now it's like, oh no, I want to do confidence. So I say to that to clients all the time, set yourself a little goal. And then as you go through a fitness journey, it's going to change all the time. It's going to be ever evolving. The same way of weight training, it never ends. Like your fitness journey just never ends. And the more you can learn things faster at the beginning and get the right answers, and then you can develop on those right answers. Whereas if you start off with all the wrong methods and all the wrong ideas, you've then got to undo them. And it's like the driving, you know, analogy, like you said, you know, if you get a car in a car, and you have a really bad driving instructor and it teaches you all the bad habits. Mm-hmm. How long does it take you to get out of those bad habits? You know, it's going to take you twice as long. Um, so, yeah, so definitely investing in yourself. I say that all the time. I invest in myself all the time. Um, and I don't think because we can all eat, we can all go to the gym on our own. I think people feel that they don't need to pay for it because they can just Google it. But I mm-hmm. say, yes, the right answers are on Google. But about 10 times the amount of wrong answers are also on Google. And it's like, can you decipher which is right and which is wrong? Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And it's it's more for the accountability. When you invest in yourself, yeah. you're held accountable. It's like you pay for driving lessons. It's like, right, now I've actually got to do the lessons. Yeah. I find that pitching as well. You invest in like a coach or a PT, then you've invested, you've invested that money. It's like, right now I'll do the work. But... When you go for a gym membership and like pure gym, like you said, like twelve ninety nine or however cheap gyms are these days, yeah. you think the gym will get you the result. Mm-hmm. Uh, but And that's why you pay for it. You just want the result. And that's why anyone sort of like pace driving lessons, coaching, they just want the result. But they need someone there throughout that middle journey to get them there to the result. But you've got to put in the hard work, obviously. because Yeah, I mean, the amount of times I've had clients pay me and think that just paying me is going to get them the answers. Like, I have all the answers that you will ever need. I will give you all the support and all the guidance. But if there's no work being done on their end, they're just never going to get there. And I think the problem, I think, with society a little bit these days is like, you know, you can Amazon Prime something, get it tomorrow. Um, and, you know, that isn't the same way with health and fitness. And I think our kind of ideals and, you know, how things happen has kind of changed and been skewed a little bit that we don't have to work for anything. You know, get rich quick schemes and all this, yeah. and, you know, all these pills and potions for weight loss. We're being told that we can get it quick, we can get it fast and we don't have to put any work in, we can just pay this money and it'll happen. And it's like, that's actually not the reality, unfortunately. You know, you do have to put the work in. And I think sometimes when you do it yourself, you know, and you accomplish something, you feel better. I listened to a podcast recently and they were talking about Ikea. And they said, the reason that Ikea is how it is it's a little bit cheaper than obviously going getting something that's already made. But by you making it yourself, you add the value to that item because you physically put in the work to put it together. So it was a little bit cheaper, but you know that it was cheaper because you know you've got to do some of the work, whereas you could have paid extra for it to be done. But then when you do do that work, you feel more accomplished because you've got this piece of furniture that you put together and you feel proud of it you know, you're more likely to love it a little bit more. And I thought that was like a crazy way of, you know, of not necessarily IKEA marketing, but their thinking behind obviously their products, their pricing, you know, and how people are going to react to that product as well. Oh, I've never actually thought of it like that. That's, that's yeah, that's, that's really good actually. 
all I can, all I thought was just meatballs when you said IKEA because they're so good. <laughs> I just remember going to IKEA and they have like all the freebies of like all these biscuits and stuff. And so, oh, so good. Uh, but sorry, that's uh, just talking about food now. Uh, but yeah. But it's the same uh, with steps, you know, no one can do your steps for you. Nobody mm, can do them for you. You have got to do them. And over time, it will get easier. It's just a case of getting started. And like I said, it becomes habitual. You'll start parking further away. Like I tell clients to go down every supermarket aisle. No one's going, oh, look, Brenda went down the bread aisle and didn't buy anything. No, no, nobody's saying that. Nobody's going, oh, they didn't go pick anything from that aisle. Even if you just want milk and butter, they're in the same aisle. Go down every aisle. It doesn't matter. No one's going to notice. And it's doing those little things um, that, again, over time, you'll just do habitually because that's just what you always do. And then you just always get your steps in and people go, oh, I find it dead easy to get my steps in. And that's because their habits are in place that allow them to get steps in. Yeah, 100%. And it's like just going back to classes and stuff. It's like, yeah, classes. I, I love classes for the community. Um, it's like I've seen people. Oh, yeah, don't like, get me wrong. You know, classes have got their place, but, you mm. know. Yeah, I, I agree. But on the outside, where's accountability they don't check in with you do they they don't support you or anything it's just that class you go because you think you're going to get a result from it but if all the other key pillars aren't in place then sort of nothing's going to happen and it's like people don't even think uh like twice about investing in driving lessons because you've got two options you can teach yourself to drive now you're probably going to more likely to crash it's going to take years because you don't know what you're doing but everyone's like no i will invest and then i'll learn for life job done but when it comes to fitness, it's like, oh, no, I can do it on my own. Google's got the answers. But you would never do that with driving at all. And it should, I really feel it should be exactly the same. Um, but unfortunately, it's just the way the fitness industry uh, is right now. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, but obviously, there's like helpful podcasts like, obviously that we're doing. And like some of the best guys in the top of the, in the industry, I know they've had like profound effects and stuff, probably on me and you as well, where we've learned yeah. like all our stuff. And when you hear that one thing, it's like, oh my God, yeah, I never thought of it like that. And I think what we touched on earlier, like going back to like the coaches we were and like to think I'm two years into my journey now, but to think what I was doing on my first day and it was that the whole fear aspect. I'm, I'm still fearful now. We, we really hold ourselves back to all these limiting beliefs. But yeah. I was like, should I start a podcast? Oh God, it could be really scary. What if I stop talking and freeze? But I've done it. Uh, this is my second one. I've got a third one after this today and I'm absolutely loving it. It's just like having a conversation. And in my head, I'm like, James, what were you so scared about? It's yeah. like, yeah, it might go wrong, but you're doing it and it's brilliant. I'm enjoying it. And hopefully yeah. we're, we're helping some people. And fears, it's just limiting beliefs in your head and only you yeah. can get past that. And until you actually do it and try it, you realize it's actually not as scary as it was. And if, um the small percentage that it is as you thought of it in your head at least you tried it I always say don't knock yeah. it until you try it you've you always got to think what, what is the worst thing that happens you record exactly. the podcast it goes wrong you don't upload it no one hears it like that is it that's exactly. that's the worst thing you know it's probably more dangerous to cross a road or you know go swimming in the sea and you know potential of drowning or whatever you know there's mm. worse things and yes there are places to be fearful and things that you should fear you know but I think a lot of people just put their own self-limiting beliefs about what they can and can't do and you know it comes back to that confidence oh I'm not a confident person or you know I can't do this I can't do that and it's like well why can't you do it you know if somebody yeah. else before you has done it 
then you can do it. You know, we're not asking you to send a rocket to the moon or anything. I mean, obviously, you know, things like that have been done, but you know, no one had done that before the first person did it, but they had the belief that they could do it, you know, or they wanted to try to do it. So the things that we're trying to do health and fitness wise, you know, somebody somewhere has done it. So that's where you've got to think of it. Exactly. And I feel like when you get excuses and stuff, it's like, it's like 10,000 steps sort of thing. And uh, I, can't, I can't really do that, to be honest. Well, hang on a minute. I'm not exactly asking you to run like five marathons back to back, am I? Um, but like something I heard of is like the gun to the head mentality. So if someone put a gun to your head, right, you'd get this 10,000 steps done without without even making an excuse yeah. so you've just proved yourself you can do it but because the gun doesn't exist it, it it doesn't happen does it and i think another amazing quote i heard uh, from one of my business coaches like um if you knew you were going to succeed a hundred percent what would you do you'd do everything wouldn't you you would just go out there because if you if like failure was not an option and you knew you were going to succeed god you'd hit your ten thousand steps a day you'd go to the gym every day you'd eat your calories you'd eat your veggies stuff yeah. like that and it's like all these quotes and stuff that can really help and it's like until like you sort of like educate yourself and listen to podcasts read books it's like you don't know all that stuff is out there unfortunately you just see the classic blueprint and plethora of the fitness industry and what it is bad diets and uh, just going back to what you said about the whole magic pills and everything's going to get you into shape with that word now, like get a six pack now, get a six pack in three minutes. It's like, no, you're just misleading people. And then they get even more depressed when they don't have a six pack in three minutes. It's like, three minutes. Are you kidding me? That's not going to happen. It takes a long time for that to happen. All right. And then everyone's like, like you said, with the goals, it's like, oh, I'll be happy when I achieve this goal. It's like, no, no, no. Now you're in a better position. You're ready for another goal sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's like fear of the weights area it's like everyone's like no i can't go i can't go in there it's it's too scary it's like what do you think is going to happen like the hole's going to open up in the floor it's going to swallow you okay i understand like free weights it can be dangerous if you don't know what you're doing 100 percent. another reason why to hire a coach but it's just like honestly until you get in there and you see what's possible like you said getting stronger and you you just started in the weights area and now like you love your strength training and it's amazing like going into the free weights area seeing like women hit for us like i don't know like 150k plus i'm like that looks awesome it's like i can't do that but that's in cross my mind um and it just looks so cool and it's like this is so cool but imagine if they'd never started imagine yeah. if they'd never hit for us that first like 10k they wouldn't be where they are now uh, imagine if they stayed on cardio sort of thing um but until you try you don't know what doors will open for you unfortunately so you got to try it you got to go past that fear um, and yeah it's scary at first yeah you will not be perfect but just keep showing up just keep going and just try something new those 30 minutes you do on the cardio if you take one thing away from this podcast go and do some weight machines yeah. something like that even or if you just go do and... one i say to clients go in and just do one don't have to do 10 yeah. just one just one machine just pick it one exercise and then you know take 20 minutes on the cardio machine 10 minutes to do a weight exercise you know and, and exactly. just do it that way. build it up just start small exactly exactly that but yeah wow covered a covered a hell of a lot there yeah um, i know that we were sort of went off on a side tangent on other topics as well no it was good hopefully a lot of really people good. get a lot of information and i mm. think it's more somebody else telling them that what they're doing is okay not to do because like you say you know people yeah. just feel that they've got to do all the classes they've got to do all the cardio they've got to hit do the hit training 
And if we're sat here going, no, you don't need to, then that can just give someone kind of that knowledge and that power and that empowerment to go, do you know what? I'm going to get rid of those hit classes because yeah, they are right. You know, I, I am exhausted afterwards and I'm going to swap it to steps, you know, and if just mm. one person takes that action and changes from a 20 minute hit workout to doing an hour of steps, then, you know, they're going to feel better. They're going to recover better. They're not going to be as exhausted. They're probably going to make better food choices because they're not as tired you know, and they're going to see results just from that. So, yeah. Yeah. And I hit that one person, that gym hit instructor will be like, oh, Sarah's, Sarah's normally here. What's going on? She's not turned up for a couple of weeks. Listen to that awesome podcast. I, I will take the blame. Don't worry. I'll take Oh, it. that's fine. I'll take it as well. If we can help her get away from a hit workout. That is absolutely fine by me. But yeah, yeah amazing. Um, well, I, I reckon we wrap up there. Talked about a lot today. Yeah. Um, but guys, me and Victoria will be, uh, doing a lot more of these podcasts with different topics as well so I really hope um, you have found this helpful uh, Victoria just before you go um, please let people know where they can find you on social media to give you a follow um, so on Instagram it's just at Victoria Boast um, Facebook I think it's Victoria Boast personal trainer um, but my website is just victoriaboast.co.uk so you can get anything from me on there see more about me on there fantastic hopefully you get some followers out of that so that'll be awesome but yeah uh very very successful episode this one really enjoyed it just went off on a lot but yeah it felt great to vent to be honest because yeah. <laughs> you don't really get to talk to like most personal trainers about this and it's so nice to have someone else like to talk to and vent about it and who has such a passion as well and has shared like so many similar experiences so yeah i'm very very excited for the uh upcoming episodes that we're gonna do um anything you want to add before we finish or you're good uh no i think that's good like say if anyone's got any questions or <laughs> what's to talk to about hit training <laughs> and why they shouldn't do it um feel free to drop me a message um i'm the yep. one answering my instagram my facebook i don't have a team or anything like that it's all me so um if anyone wants to ask me anything um feel free yeah 100 percent second that yeah please um just reach out to both of us guys if you do have any questions or anything we've talked about or anything else within your fitness journey that you might be a bit confused about we are always here but yeah amazing victoria thank you so much for today really enjoyed it and as i said i'm very excited for the next one all right yeah speak to you soon all right see you soon Bye bye, bye.